what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of On The Mix. I'm your host, Lindsay, and today I thought I would share with you guys a really interesting story of actor Clint Eastwood. Now, in his career, he obviously has done a plethora of Western films. That's kind of like the niche role that he plays in like all of his films, or at least like a good portion of his career has been just like the spaghetti Westerns, you know, like the good, the bad, and the ugly you know, manly man type of energy that he kind of brings in his roles. Well, I was very surprised to learn that Mr. Clint Eastwood actually has some kind of musical background and that he actually came out with a full album, an entire album of country songs. I couldn't have foreseen this even happening, but it's true, it did happen. So I just kind of wanted to talk about it and give my thoughts on it and also give you just a little bit of background information, just a little, on who Clint Eastwood is and some information that I could gather from the album. Now there isn't a lot, because seemingly enough, no one wants to talk about this album or really give credence to this album. I haven't seen any interviews where he's talked about this album or promotion for the album. It's a little bit strange, to be honest, that there just kind of isn't any. I feel like it's gotten pushed or swept under the rug and like, no one wants to talk about that album that Clint Eastwood did, um, which is so weird. But let me just give you some background information. So Clint Eastwood was born on May 31st, 1930 in California. So throughout his life, he held down a number of odd jobs, but at 20 years old, he enlisted in the army, which is something I had no idea that he did in his life. I did not know that he was a military man. And to be honest, it makes sense with kind of who he is as a person. Like, not only does it translate well through his films that he does, where he takes on these, again, like hard manly man kind of roles, but also in his real life, he seems to be quite stoic. You know what I'm saying? So quite interesting. Uh, apparently, when he was in the army, he was told by a lot of his buddies that he should consider getting a job as an actor due to his good looks. Clint Eastwood got all the ladies. I mean, this is the thing, like, he was married, I believe, only twice in his life, but even throughout those two marriages, he would just go from woman to woman to woman to woman. He's a larger-than-life person. You know, he was a very good-looking guy at the time, and he just had the world at his feet, and so... After his stint in the army, he moved to Los Angeles and became engrossed with the Hollywood TV and film lifestyle. So he took that request to go and join the the movie scene very seriously from his army buddies because it worked. One of the first things that Clint ends up landing is this TV series called Rawhide. I have not seen this show, but... It is like a cowboy spaghetti western type of deal, okay? This was before he did any of his major roles like the good, the bad, and the ugly, etc., etc. Um, this is just laying the foundation down. So Clint Eastwood, I think, is kind of given the persona as like this cowboy, you know, rough around the edges kind of guy, um, like a no-nonsense kind of guy. But it's funny because after some time, Clint was getting annoyed and growing quite bored of playing this character on Rawhide. His name was Rowdy Yates. Uh, he had been playing this character for about seven years at this point, and he was looking for a way to expand his range to the public and possibly establish himself as a more upscale actor and to try to gain, you know, an interesting or wider breadth of an audience. So this was in the early 60s at this point. Now, Clint actually was quite an aficionado of music. He actually really enjoyed jazz, in particular bebop and blues and country and western 
Um, and classical music were his favorites. Obviously, I would expect nothing less from Clint Eastwood. And he dabbled in music early on in his life and had originally intended to pursue a career in music by studying for a music theory degree after graduating from high school. So his life could have gone down this road as a country and Western singer solely, but clearly he fell down the acting route and then he took upon like a side quest, if you will, on music. So that's quite fascinating. But apparently during this time in history, in like the 50s and the 60s, if you were a very popular, very famous um, actor or TV personality and you could hold a note, like you could sing, they would just throw at you like a recording contract, almost kind of like the Disney Channel stars, like any Disney Channel stars, if they can sing, they just threw contracts at them, i.e. like Miley Cyrus or Selena Gomez, for example. But I'm just saying like, it's just kind of what it was like back in the day. If you could hold a note, if you could carry a tune, then you could make a pop song and it would maybe get big and then it would test like their teen appeal. This is what happened to Clint Eastwood. Now, Clint Eastwood dabbled a little bit in music before this time where he was given the opportunity to do an album. In one of these instances, he decided to take a crack at singing professionally, and in 1961, he cut a single. It was called Unknown Girl. However, the record made very little impact, surprisingly enough. I mean, maybe it landed with, like, the geriatrics, or it landed with, like you know, the really old rough and rowdy country boys in the South, but it didn't do anything to the teens because that's not what the teens wanted to listen to. Who decided that? Who decided that the teens of the time wanted to listen to Clint Eastwood draw on and on and on and on about country music? I don't think so. Clint decided that he would cut two more singles in the next three years, and these singles were called Rowdy and For You, For Me, Forevermore. It didn't really do a whole lot. And then this is where he recorded his full-length album called Rawhides Clint Eastwood Sings Cowboy Favorites. So despite his attempts to plug the album by going on a wide-scale tour, it never reached the Billboard Hot 100. In 1963, the record label Cameo, uh, the producer for that label is called Cal Man, he told Clint Eastwood that he would never make it big as a singer. That's quite interesting. Nevertheless, during the off-season of filming Rawhide, Clint Eastwood and Paul, oh, I'm going to butcher this, Bringer, Bringer, or something like that, joined forces together with Sheb Woolley, who toured rodeos, state fairs, and festivals together to do a bit of cowboy singing. But that was pretty much it. I mean, and then from this point on in Clint's career, he then kind of expands himself to where he does directing, and we know him now i think as like more of a director than an actor obviously he does acting but he more so like produces and directs films he has um a really big control over the music in all of his films of course because he does the directing for it and i believe sometimes possibly the screenwriting but he does a lot of directing so he has a a, a big hand still in music and he is no stranger to it but just the fact alone that he himself created an album where he sings these cowboy songs. It's just, it's so weird. It seems like we're in the Twilight Zone. Like, it just seems so weird that this would happen. Like, he's no Johnny Cash. He is no Willie Nelson. He is no Neil Young. He ain't any of that. Um, I'll get into that in just a minute. But I thought that I would share this uh, brief excerpt that came out on the backside of the album when it came out in the 60s. This is an excerpt from the backside of the album that was written by Cameo Records itself. So, the folk songs that truly represents a branch of American culture is the Western Cowboy Song. 
Ever since courageous Americans crossed the prairies, Western songs have been popular. And there is no better prototype of that cowboy than Cameo Parkway's recording artist Clint Eastwood, a native Westerner with a natural performer. About the songs. During the long watches of the dark night, as the cowboy rode around the milling herds, he sang colorful ballads and melodies. Alone with just the moon, the stars, and the herd, the songs of the cowboy were often plaintive, sad, and emotionally moving. He sang of his home, his girl, his land of dreams, and his hopes for tomorrow. In the cameo recording, Clint Eastwood presents an exciting song picture of the West, as it was. He vividly describes the life of the cowboy. He sings of their dreams, their sorrows, and their joys. And he sings this unique collection of cowboy favorites with an intimacy and style that marks him as a true show business great. This album represents a collection of songs closely identified with the spirit of America. Here, then, Cameo Parkway's talented vocalist Clint Eastwood and America's most popular cowboy favorites, an unsurpassed combination that spells entertainment. Well, that was quite fanciful, but I must be honest with you guys now. I had the chance to listen to this album, and whew, you're only going to get honesty from me. That's just how it is with me. I can't sugarcoat anything. I have to be brutally honest, and it was not good. It was not, it was not a good album. It was not good. It was just, it was, no. I have to say, the redeeming quality of the album was Clint Eastwood singing. Like, his voice was pretty nice. Um, how would you describe it? Monotone? It's quite monotone. It's quite bland. Again, he doesn't sing kind of like John. He doesn't sing like Johnny Cash. He doesn't sing like Neil Young. He doesn't sing like Willie Nelson. He doesn't sing like any of those like major country folk that would keep you paying attention to what he's saying. He has a nice, clean voice, but it's really nothing like special. And then like the instrumentation is good, but it's very sing-songy. It's all the same. Every single song on the album, and the album is long. I, if I remember correctly, the album is roughly maybe 10 plus tracks. It's very long, and it's all one and the same. There's no differentiation between one or the two. It's very slow pace as well. None of the songs are like fast pace that like keep you going. It's really slow. It's slow country ballads, and that's the thing that I can't deal with. I don't really like country music as a whole, like regardless of the fact. I can like certain things, like I do like Johnny Cash. But the problem with that is it's not fast paced. There's no like blues element to it. There's no like R&B element to it. It's, it's simply just country, western, cowboy flair that's really drawn out and it's so slow and it goes nowhere and it's just not good. It's not a well done, cohesive album that goes anywhere it just it just falls flat on so many levels but Clint Eastwood himself he has a decent singing voice I'll give him that it, again it's not anything spectacular but it's not bad it's really not I would say at the very least like Google or YouTube Clint Eastwood cowboy favorites and listen to like maybe one song okay so the first track on the album is called bouquet of roses and I thought that one was pretty decent but that was the only one on the album that I thought was any kind of redeeming aspect about it. Everything else was not great, um, which is unfortunate. I mean, listen, if you're a massive Clint Eastwood fan and you're kind of like a completionist and you feel like you have to listen to it, 
then sure, listen to the whole thing. I don't know, you may like it. It might be right up your alley, especially maybe if you are from the Deep South or you like that kind of music, you like that kind of drawn out, extensive, long-winded, like, country, like, just literally, it's very slow. It moves at a snail's pace. Listen, the instrumentation is nice, okay? Like, the slide guitar kind of aspect there, it's really nice. He's got a decent, okay voice to listen to, but it's nothing that'll keep your attention. Unfortunately, this was kind of just a thing of the time. You know, this didn't age well. I don't think it even aged well at the time. Literally, it did nothing on the chart. It didn't do anything. People didn't want this. It's so weird that they thought this would, like, reach the teeny bopper crowd, which makes no sense to me because the teens didn't want this music. Teens still don't want this kind of music, so I don't know who they were trying to, like, acquire for their fan base to build up Clint's persona or, like, his fame. It just makes no sense. So, yeah, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, guys, but unfortunately, that's what I had to think about Clint Eastwood's album. Interestingly enough, when he was on Rawhide, he actually did, like, a singing performance as his character. He sang a song called Beyond the Sun, and it's on YouTube. If you want to listen to it, I thought it was actually pretty nice. It's just, like, a shame because I think Clint Eastwood, in some ways, just falls into kind of one branch, and he just sticks with it. He never really expanded his repertoire of like singing or acting as a whole. I mean, he, I think as he got older and he started to leave like the cowboy Western genre that he built his career around initially, I think he then did start to branch out like Gran Torino's a good one that I'm thinking of, but he still ends up playing like the same kind of character, but you can't deny that Clint Eastwood's very iconic. He's an amazing actor, regardless of what you might think about him. He's a really great actor, um, so he has that uh, redeemable quality about him. But oof, my God, this album was not good. Oh my God, it was... I don't even know what more I can say about it without saying the exact same thing over and over again. So yeah, um, I would say if you're keen to listen to it, go for it, but your ears are probably going to bleed and you're probably going to want to die by like track number three. It's just going to be all the same kind of stuff. But if you don't really care about that and you're a massive Clint Eastwood fan and you feel like, oh, I must listen to this, then go for it. You might like it. Or if you're a massive country, western, cowboy kind of style uh, fan, then go for it. By all means, you know, who am I to say that you should or shouldn't listen to something? I'm just being honest, though, in my own opinion. He has a decent voice, but I think he should probably stick to acting. But Throughout his career, again, as he kind of moved along and progressed in his career, he still has kept, I think, one foot in music and one foot in film um, because the two go hand in hand. But also, I think just he naturally, I think, gravitates to music as well because he did have his background in music and that's where he initially did want to go for a career was in music. So it's not like he doesn't have talent. He does have talent. And again, like I said, he can sing. He sings pretty decently, actually. But again, he's not like the best. He's not the most technical singer, which is fine. You don't have to be an extremely technical singer to be a good singer. Kurt Cobain, for example, not the most technical singer, but he's an amazing singer. That's just as an example. You know, there are some redeemable qualities, I suppose, about it. But overall, it's just not good at all. How I kind of viewed it initially when I was done with it was this album was as exciting as watching paint dry on a wall. So if that appeals to you, then by all means, hey, whatever, 
take a crack at it and listen to it. You might like it, or maybe your father or your grandfather or your uncle might like this. I don't know. Someone will end up liking this album and thinking it's the best album since the Beatles revolver or something. <laughs> you know, it's one of those situations. But yeah, that's pretty much all I had to say. There wasn't a whole lot of information that I could gather about the album because, again, there isn't really a lot that I could discover about why it was done, like the making of this, like any behind the scenes stuff or any interviews about it. There really wasn't a whole lot of information, so I tried to kind of conjure up something and, and give my opinion as best I could. Thank you guys for listening. I hope that you guys enjoyed and that you learned something today that you hadn't known about before. Hey, take a crack at it if you want to listen to it. Who am I to say? If you want to listen to it, go for it. If not, then that's fine. Um, but thank you guys. I hope you have an awesome day and I will see you guys next Wednesday with another episode of On The Mix. Just a short episode today, but that's fine. I will see you guys next Wednesday for probably a longer episode. I have something interesting in mind that I'm going to do for next Wednesday. So I'll see you guys then. Talk to you guys later. Bye guys. Bye.